Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6 at 5.30. This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. You know, this is a great state where a lot of crazy news happens. And sometimes it's national news and international news. Today, we have a great list for you. And by great, I mean just one of those lists where you think, oh, that happened here. Uh, court cases that you cannot forget. And if you've forgotten, and we're going to remind you, I'm Ginger Gadsden. Yeah, glad you're with us today. I'm Matt Austin. A lot of people blame Florida for having crazy court cases. Well, one of the reasons our court cases are so popular is because we have a very open state when it comes to open records, and they usually, usually let cameras into the courtroom, and it has caused some of the wildest headlines across the nation. In 2012, a 17-year-old named Trayvon Martin was walking home with a pack of Skittles, and he was followed by a man named George Zimmerman. What happened next became national outrage. This case had so much controversy, it made Central Florida a tinderbox for a moment in time, and the focus of the national race debate, as George Zimmerman had followed this young man and some say racially profiled Trayvon Martin at the time. It led to a scuffle between the two men and George Zimmerman then shot and killed Trayvon Martin. I mean, I know we had the court uh, case and he was tried and, and not convicted, but it is still a case that resonates with so many people because it's it happened 10 years ago, but in some regards, it happened just yesterday. Like the rest of the cases that we're going to show you today, really, it changed the country. It wasn't just a Florida thing. Oh. This changed the entire debate around race. Now, this case is going to take you back in time because it really started in 1990. We're talking about Terry Schiavo. She was a 26-year-old woman who fell into a coma at the age of 26. And this was in 1990 again. And she was in a coma for 15 years. Her husband, Michael, fought to have her feeding tubes removed because he said that they had discussed that she did not want to live this kind of life. Shivo's parents said that she had a chance to recover and they wanted to keep her on that life support and feeding tube. And it just caused outrage, not just throughout Central Florida. This happened actually in uh, St. Petersburg and she was in a, a nursing home or assisted living facility in Pinellas Park, Florida. And people would hold vigils out there. And when it got to a point where it looked like uh, Michael Shivo was going to have his will done because the law in Florida says if you're married, that 
the person you're married to, your spouse, has the right to make that decision for you. And that's what Michael Schiavo said that he was doing for his wife, Terry. This case just caused so much angst for people because she was not brain dead. And that was the... <laughs> You know, you get that was into the a lot debate of, too. That was the debate. Yes, is is she there? Isn't she there? Can she hear us? Can she understand us? Does she even know what's happening? And so, finally, in 2005, when the feeding tube was removed, it took 13 days for her to die, and it people were distraught. And speaking of court cases that you have to get in the Wayback Machine to revisit, uh, this one takes us back to the 1970s. 1974, uh, Ted Bundy is believed to have committed some of the most heinous crimes in this country. He was this infamous serial killer who killed confessed to killing women in seven states, Florida being one of them. And Matt, the one, the case that became his undoing happened in your old stomping grounds before you were even alive to stomp Florida state sorority. These uh, members of the sorority were killed. They were murdered, dismembered, tortured, and some other things that I won't say out of respect for relatives who may still be around and people who are sensitive to things like this. But from 1974 to 1978, they confirmed that he killed at least 20 people. He confessed to more than 30 murders. And this guy was slick. When people talk about being scared of other individuals, this is like the person you picture in your brain, okay? He did the worst, most disgusting things. He would use Every piece of charm he had to hurt these women, including putting slings on his arm to pretend he was hurt, putting casts on his legs to make himself seem weaker. And he yeah, got he away got the with women this to help him. so many times. And then they would catch him, Gigi. And they would be like, well, this guy's so handsome. There's no way he's out killing people. He escaped by, a, from what I remember and what I researched, he escaped three times after they already had him in custody. This started in the 70s, but he was not executed until almost 1990. I think it was 1989 is when he was executed. It was crazy and it lasted for such a long time and people finally could breathe a sigh of relief because by all accounts, he was a monster. Yeah. And this was one of the first court cases that was publicized on television. You could actually watch Ted Bundy take the stand. And let me tell you, if you want a really YouTube creep show, watch this guy in the courtroom (laughs) as he just casually is like, oh, no, he's like Ryan Gosling up there. Uh, just trying to charm the whole courtroom. As Ginger said, yeah. it did not work. And that no. guy is no longer with us. I want you to envision your child goes missing for 31 days and you don't report her missing. Of course, I am talking about Casey Anthony. It happened to her two-year-old daughter, Kaylee. She disappeared. The grandparents hadn't seen her. Finally, grandma called 911 and said, my granddaughter's been missing for 31 days. I haven't found her. And my daughter's car smells like a dead body. And then the Casey Anthony drama, maybe one of the most intense court battles in the history of America. It's between this and OJ Simpson. She was 
in court every day in front of 40 to 100 million people. This court case really grabbed the entire country's attention, and in the end, she was found not guilty, and people were devastated. Still lives in the state of Florida, by the way, Ginger. Oh, yeah. We all remember this one because this is very recent. It seems, again, like it just happened yesterday. And it's one of those things, Matt, where if I don't see my cat in the house for six hours, I will report my cat missing. Right. So can you imagine having a child missing for 31 days? And that's the crux of it, you know, because they they brought up her parents or, you know, why, why didn't you why didn't your parents report it? Why didn't you report it? And so many people were implicated in this and they had their lives and careers just ruined by this case. Yeah, it was viral really before things went crazy viral at the time. And the characters in this case were just so wild. You had the meter reader. <laughs> the meter reader. Clark. You've got Jose <laughs> yeah. Baez out there who was just, was there, yeah. everybody was talking about being kind of a bumbling lawyer at the time. And then he wins. Nope. And now he's this famous lawyer who's, yeah. You know, he's covering stars. He's he's representing stars now. So uh, what a wild Zan case. That, was it Zanny the, the nanny. nanny? That's right. Yeah. Who yeah, turned out so to be a person. Yeah, she said the nanny was watching the kid for 31. It, I mean, just the craziest twists and turns in that case. Thankful it's over. And there's a new documentary about Casey Anthony now where she's, she's supposedly talking about it too. telling all. Yeah. So that is one of the reasons we had the idea to talk about the craziest court cases in Florida. If you disagree that these are the craziest court cases, let us know. Send us an email, get in touch with us on social media, and maybe we'll admit that we're wrong. But usually, Ginger, we're right. From big court cases to a local lawsuit making national headlines, we talked to a local mom about her OnlyFans account and how she says it got her kicked out of her kid's classroom. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We have such an interview for you today that has really captured the attention of the world. So I want you to imagine you go to your kid's school, you volunteer there for five years, and then all of a sudden, something comes out about you that keeps you from going to the school. Not that you're a hardened felon or you deal drugs, but that you have an OnlyFans account. So this is been very fascinating and we have them on the show today and it should be an interesting conversation ginger 
Yeah, Matt, it, it really should be. We're talking about Victoria Treese, and we're joined by her now and her attorney, Mark Nijame, to talk about how this got the attention of so many people. Thank you so much for joining us. Victoria, I'll start with you. You have been doing everything the right way. You're, you're volunteering at your kid's elementary school, and all of a sudden one day you can't do that anymore. Can you tell us how it unfolded? Yes, so I was going into the building to volunteer in my youngest son's class to do pumpkin day. And I walked in and I was pulled in by the principal and she said that I no longer can be in the building anymore. And did, did she give you a reason at that point? Like, did she say why or she just said you can't be I, here right now? I was told an anonymous email got sent in. That contained photos from my OnlyFans. An anonymous email. And that was enough to keep you, a mom who's been volunteering for five years at your kid's school, from entering the building. Okay, so now I want to ask Mark, are you guys allowed to know who that anonymous person was? Because my next question is, was that person in trouble? Because if they are looking at an OnlyFans and they're probably a parent, I mean, how did it come to be? Yeah, I mean, you, you, there's so many issues that are really involved with your question. Uh, the fact is, is if they're going to kick out uh, Victoria, why are they not kicking out other people who are actually going to the site? And then if, in fact, it was a parent who sent these pictures, then it's our position that's a violation of Florida law to be sending such uh, pictures. And um, the school has seemingly denied that they're the ones that sent the pictures to the media but yet we have proof to show that in fact they did. So um, they're, they're, this is really wrapped in, in a lot of real questionable activity by the school board and uh, we're getting to the bottom of it. We filed a lawsuit and we are claiming that you know, a multitude of, of, of Victoria's rights have been violated and we're, uh, we will know more once we in fact go through the discovery process. But we do know that this came, and we believe we know who it was sent. Uh, who sent it? We're not going to disclose that in case we're wrong. But um, we'll know in due time, and that name will come out in due time because we believe that was a violation of the law, as we believe it was a violation of the law for the school board to send out the information to the media. Um, what's baffling about it is that for five years she was a volunteer, and we can't get enough volunteers in our schools now. So here you've got somebody, and nobody knew what she was doing. In uh, her free time, she and, and the only um, bar to being involved in the additions volunteer program is if you have a conviction. She's never been arrested, let alone convicted of anything. And, and I want to say one thing: um, Victoria was uh, told this by her principal, but the principal was told to do this by the school board. We are not in any way, shape, or form um, suggesting that the principal had anything to do with this. She's been really quite magnanimous and, and professional throughout. So she was simply following her directions. So my question is for Victoria. It's not illegal to have an OnlyFans page. Many people do, millions of people do, and it can be quite lucrative. When you heard that you couldn't come to the school that day and you, you had to go back home, what, what was going through your mind? I was just devastated. That was like my biggest, it'll make me really upset to talk about, but that was my biggest pride and joy. And my life was going there, like getting to spend that time. The reason that I 
did OnlyFans was not to get a nine to five. You can't have a nine to five and commit to being in in the school every day or at least multiple times. Like it's difficult to do that. And I didn't want to not be able to do that. So being told like, oh, you no longer are allowed to come here and do that, what you love to do, it's just heartbreaking. I was heartbroken. I sat in the parking lot crying for an hour, I would say. Yeah, Victoria, and I would imagine you're heartbroken because of your kids. I mean, this is time you get to spend with them. So how have you noticed an impact on your kids with you not being able to come into the class and volunteer like you were before? Oh, 100%. It's, I plan the parties that my kids see me plan the parties at my house. And then I take the stuff and I drop it off at the front at the school at the front, or I take it to a friend's house for them to take it. And then all the other parents get to go in and my kids are the one that get in the car after a Christmas party or just end of the year party. And they're like, why are, why aren't you there? You did it all. Why can't you be there? The other parents are all there. You're not there. Wow. And, and do they even understand what's going on? What have you told them? They know very vaguely what's going on. Um, my youngest is very young and my oldest is still very young. So they know briefly. And I was talking to my wife about this earlier and she was like, I wonder if there was a guy who maybe stole from his company or if he had Maybe he owned a strip club or something like that, and he tried to come in and volunteer if they would stop him or anybody would care. Uh, she doubted that anyone would. Do you think, Mark, do you think there's a bit of a double standard in this case? Uh, I think there's a quadruple standard in this case, Matt. The reality of it is, is you, we're, we're, we're dictating, and it's very frightening, we're dictating morality in people's private lives. Um, what she does, that's not illegal. It's legal what she does. And she does it on her own time. And they're saying, no, we don't like what you do in your own time. And we're making a unilateral decision to bar you, to basically uh, um, ban you from seeing your children, from participating uh, in, in, in something that you love and enjoy and you're helping other students with. It's the old fashioned scarlet letter. But I'm sure there are people watching this who are gonna say, why doesn't she just do something else? Why doesn't she find a different kind of career and then she could go and volunteer with her kids and be there? What would you say to those people? I would say that what I do is none of their business. <laughs> like, it's I'm, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not being a bad person. I'm doing a job. I have infinite time with my kids. I'm a single mother with two boys that I'm the one that, takes them to school. I'm the one that picks them up. I'm the one that travels with them. I'm the one that does essentially everything for them. Like this is the only way that I can have that free time and still be there with them as much as possible. She's still contributing. She goes and, and gets books and, and uh, school supplies uh, and buys them out of her own uh, money and takes them to the school, but then has to meet in her car outside the outside the building where somebody comes and gets it so they're they're very happy to take what she's giving and the contribution she continues to make but she's not allowed on the property not allowed to go inside and see the children although she's still contributing it's just the epitome of hypocrisy yeah i would imagine that takes away from some of the gratification it's not easy to put together that stuff and to spend your own money and then you don't get to see the kids enjoying it victoria 
Oh, 100%. And I just think what doesn't make sense to me is I can go and I can um, go with just my child on a field trip, but I can't go and all the other kids are around. Everyone's there. It's a field trip, but I'm not allowed in that building. It, it's twisted. It makes no sense. So her kids are young, but they're not going to be young forever. The legal system sometimes really does drag on forever. Are you going to be able to, to find a resolution to this while her kids are still in elementary school? You know, who knows how far this case will go. Um, the school board continues to fight this for, and I simply don't understand why. So the answer is we're going to take it as far as we need to take it. And if that means that we go to the Supreme Court one day, we'll go to the Supreme Court one day. We're going to be watching this case very closely as the world is. Victoria, the last question, I just want to wrap it up with you since you're at the center of this whole thing. What would be like the perfect ending? What would be the perfect solution to your case? To know that there was a change made. To know that this won't happen to a mom, a dad, a another parental figure in a child's life or to the parent that or the person raising the child that's all i want i want to ch i want to change all right well we'll have to see if it happens mark need jame victoria yeah. treese thank you so much for joining us on florida's fourth estate we'll again be watching this case very closely and it'll probably have an impact not just on florida but i would imagine the entire country with uh, the things we're seeing in schools right now and thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.